0: Welcome back guys to Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host Jasmine Jeffrey and today I have another lovely CMP athlete with me who has just competed her first season. So I wanted to get her to talk about her experiences. I mean, she's also had quite a few like cool interesting changes and I think it's only been like Eleven weeks post show for her, but it seems like quite a lot's going on. So I have got Rimini on the podcast, and I really hope I have said your name right, hand Or I'm just gonna pass the wine.
1: <laughs> no, it was literally- <laughs> it was spot on, hundred percent. Well done.
0: <laughs> yes, done it, nailed it. Happy days. Nice, oh. yeah. but welcome, babe. Thank you so much for being patient with me because technology just
1: wasn't playing ball, obviously. No, honestly, thank you for having me on board. It's really exciting.
0: Well, good. So. Let's do a quick recap. Before we started recording, you were saying that your first-timers experience was intense. And I was like, okay, what's this girl talking about? So <laughs> give a quick introduction as to like how you came into competing. Was you one of those who got stuck in like the COVID black hole? They're like, you couldn't compete, then you had to compete later on. Or like, wh- what's the sitch? And then we'll take it from there.
1: Okay, so from way back to when I was like 15, 16, I just was... And typical teenager, I trained in gymnastics and athletics. And I scrolled across Instagram, saw a bikini girl. Her name's Jessica Arevalo in a silver bikini. And I, I just pointed to myself one day, I was like, I want to be that one day. It never really progressed until after the first lockdown. I'd just done a, I think it was like a books open, so like a university competition in athletics. And then the lockdown hit. And I wasn't training. I'd got into a deep, dark hole with like eating disorder and stuff like that. And when we came out of first lockdown, I literally looked at my friend. I was like, because he just started coaching. I was like, right, let's get me on board and compete next year in 2021. And it kind of went from there, to be honest. And I stepped into a gym, had a plan and just kind of followed it through. If you don't mind me asking what eating disorder did you have? Um, So it was just like anorexia. So I just basically wouldn't eat because I suffered with irritable bowel syndrome as well. So I was getting ill from not eating, but then I couldn't eat because I was getting ill. And I was in this vicious circle with myself. Mm. Like if I eat, I'm going to get nauseous, but I'm nauseous because I'm not eating, Mm. if that makes sense. So I wouldn't eat until like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And I think I'd only have one meal and my weight dropped to like 45 kilograms. And I know I'm quite short, but I literally had no muscle on me at all. Was you struggling with anorexia during your gymnastic days? Um, no, I, I was quite chubby, to be honest. I've got two sisters who were kept like fairly lean. Like they, they just walk around with six packs and all sorts, like mm. still now. And um, I always looked at that and I was like, hmm, I'm a bit bigger than them too. Like, that's not great. I didn't look the same as them two, and I was like, Oh, why do I not look like that? But no, mm. the eating didn't really occur until the first lockdown because I, I just had a lot of bad things happen. I was in my final year of uni, that was really draining, trying to get like a dissertation done in lockdown. And I think the whole thing of staying indoors, not training or not doing anything just really got me down.
0: Because mm. you hear a lot of people, not want to say a lot, but I do see, um, you know, compete competitors that get into the sport with prior experience with their own eating disorders. What sort of things have you like? Okay, I think what I'm trying to say is like in terms there could be there could be potential obstacles where you know you kind of feel like oh there's like like an eating disorder like potentially like you kind of see the signs that like things potentially might be going down that way and you feel like I feel like bodybuilding is such a positive thing but also it can. Bring up that negative side as well. Like, how do you keep that, if you have to, like, in check? And like, what sort of advice would you give to people? Because I always feel like with eating disorders, it's important to talk about it and be honest about it as well. Because you never really know like what people are going through as well. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So I think literally everyone's different. I've known many people to recover from eating disorders because of bodybuilding, but then I also know people who have developed eating disorders whilst bodybuilding. And I think that. I don't think anyone's prepared for the mental challenge that you experience whether you're on prep or like just finish your season Mm. or even bulking to be fair because I I find bulking a lot harder than prepping but with me it was kind of like a thing of I'll do what I'm told so if coach puts down an extra 10 grams of pasta or something like that I'll I'll do it Mm. because I think I literally just work really well if I'm told what to do if I'm not told what to do I just won't do it yeah. and I don't think it's I wouldn't want to say that it's because I'm lazy because obviously you're meant to be disciplined yourself you're meant to know what you, you're doing as a bodybuilder but it's having that reassurance that you know you're going the right way if you've been told what to do
0: yeah I definitely think there's a difference as well between like being lazy and then at the same time like just having everyone doesn't matter how like motivated or driven you are or self-aligned or whatever you want to call it like People still need reassurance, like we are human. <laughs> like yeah. we real kids, we'd always go to her mum, be like, "Mum or Dad, look at this amazing painting! Isn't it amazing?" Like, because we always need that reassurance from someone. So I wouldn't think yeah, it's like, a, it. I don't think I definitely don't think it's like a bad thing at all. God, all <laughs> the like Joe, is this okay? Because <laughs> he's my husband and <laughs> my coach. And I'm like, is this all right? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? And he's just like, oh my god. But um, so this has been your first season, yeah what sort of things have surprised you about your first season? Is there anything that surprised you at all? Whether it's from like an internal point of view, like I said, from a self-awareness point of view, or whether it's like something really tiny about like the industry itself.
1: I think we spoke about this earlier, the spray tan is definitely the one for me that's the most surprising. But apart from that, it's like, seeing the physical changes that happen like obviously I've seen the transformations on social media and stuff like that before I even started prep or anything like that and when it happens to yourself you're like oh damn like this is actually a thing like you start Mm. to get vascularity like in your hips and your arms and stuff and it's like oh this happens and it's now happening to me (laughs) it's actually really cool.
0: So when you came into the sport did you know anyone did you have like a little network at all Um, or did you come in like completely like solo would you say?
1: So I got a lot of advice from Zina, Hannah Butler, Kerry Sexton and just consistently asking them the odd questions here and there just with like bulking and stuff because I can remember when I think I I was seeing someone late 2020 and they just went and like effed me off. And like with my mental health, it's like if something goes wrong, I I get like, I don't know. I just have like a bit of a break where I'm just like in my own little bubble and Mm. I don't really want to do anything. And when I'm upset, I have the fear of getting ill from my IBS again. And I was like, Zena, how do you force feed? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I eventually got out that little, like, hole, but just started eating again. I was fine after that. It only lasted, like, a week. Mm. I think once you start getting in that consistent routine and you've always got something planned, like, with work, gym, prepping, posing, stuff like that, it's it just runs really smoothly and you haven't got time to think about everything else that's going on.
0: How was things with, like, external, like, family, friends, people at work, like, would you say people you had like a supportive network around you did you have any difficulties at all
1: so i had difficulties at the start with my family i can't call them they've, they've been amazing in the end but i think at first that they were really scared and mm. just looked out for me because i think they just assumed that i was going to show off my whole body on stage and obviously there is this the gear side of things that they weren't too comfortable with which is understandable like it it is what it is it's got mm. a massive stigma to it like I know in the bodybuilding world, it's completely different to what, like, the ordinary person would see it as, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So they just assumed, oh, she's basically going to be naked on stage and she's going to be on that many steroids that she's going to turn to a
0: man. <laughs> <Standard>. <laughs> just a yeah, yeah, just typical thing. <laughs> I feel like if you had to, like, literally put your bet on how many people would say that thing, that that same sentence in the same sequence, you would be minted
1: <laughs> literally. Like, literally everyone says that like the amount of people that like I do TikToks a lot and the amount of people that have like commented going you're on steroids this and, and the next and I'm like I've just competed in a natural bodybuilding show like
0: <laughs> doesn't matter they still, they're still <laughs> won't think so they're like no
1: no I just take it as compliment I'm like you think I look that good <laughs> <laughs> You look sick though, man. I've seen some of your photos like before you oh, got on the podcast. <laughs> it's
0: so
1: good. Like, <sighs>
0: how did you like decide on your competing season as a first-timer? Did you feel any pressure and what was your thought process behind it all?
1: Um, so me and my coach were just thinking about doing the PCA first-timers, which I did do. And it was around this time last year when we wasn't sure on whether I was going to do the first-timers or the UK DFBA, because mm-hmm. I was was going to do the uk dfba and then the week after do the pca first timers but obviously then pca put massive posts up going it had to be first time i was like oh i was Mm. like which one do i do then because obviously the uk dfba it's a tested federation so you know you kind of even though bikini girls it's highly unlikely that anyone's on gear you've still got that thing of within your like your natural circle like I'm not judging anyone who takes it and stuff like that because I think it's going to get to a point in like five or seven years if I'm still bodybuilding where you know I I am going to take stuff it's just one of them realistic things that needs to be discussed because Mm -hmm. you eventually do hit your plateau really hard to get growth after that and obviously when you compete in like every so often you do want to see a drastic change Mm. between photos and stuff because if I go back in 2023 looking the same I'm going to be so distraught (laughs) if the only thing that's different is my poses then I'm out (laughs) I'm done oh yeah it's just like oh bye bye Um, thanks for this
0: thanks for your time
1: (laughs) yeah but then with the PCA however it's like it's everybody's first time Mm. so everyone's literally in the same boat whether you've been in the gym for like 10 years or like me I was only in the gym for like a year and a half at that like you're all on stage at the same time this is your first time on stage in front of loads of people and to be fair the the standard at that show was insane like two girls I think it was junior tall and my friend Sam bikini medium they both got their pro cards at british finals three weeks later and that's the second time they'd stood on stage and i think that's absolutely incredible
0: i, I think it's funny when people say um oh i'm gonna do the first timers because it's like not gonna be as competitive i'm like uh um, no it's probably
1: one of the most competitive bits of it to mm-hmm. be fair because i think oh everyone's like "Oh, first time and then it it's a popular event like it's it's a lot more popular than say like pca saxon because i went to watch that and i think junior bikini only had two in mm. and then with first time it was a it was like junior bikini short junior bikini tall yeah. and i think altogether there was about 15 16 juniors yeah
0: it's a good that's a good number as well especially for juniors i feel like with juniors you either get like a load of them or you just don't really get any into yeah of the
1: but no, I honestly think that it was definitely the right choice to do PCA first, 100%. Amazing. And then what was next? It was NF, no, NFM, then WMBF, right? It was PCA British finals, then NFM, then WNBF. Jeez,
0: your girl went in.
1: So I, know. I- <laughs> you know. You get lean and it's like, oh, everyone on the, C- the CMP chat was like, oh, everybody, there's this show and then there's that show, we'll be there. I was like, Oh, I can't let them down. Like I've got Aww. to go. <laughs> now, how long have you been a CMP athlete for, them? Um, so I've been an athlete with them since I want to say around mid-August.
0: Mid-August. Cool. Yeah. Because you've been to quite a few like places already. You've only been part of their team for like what half less no. years,
1: half a year. Four, five. Yeah. So I think I just hit the prime time for events. Yeah. So obviously there was the FitX show in Dartford, there was Arnold's. What else have I done? I've done some filming at Evolve in Manchester. I think that's, I think I've done a few more things, but I'm not too, have I? I don't, <laughs> even know. I don't know now. <laughs> I love it. So like
0: for people who might not be aware, like what sort of like things are required to be like a CMP athlete?
1: Oh wow so I just basically got contacted they've been watching my TikTok for quite a while I started doing TikToks October time Mm -hmm. I did have an account in 2020 in the first lockdown but then I made a new account and it was like fitness more fitness related more bodybuilding related and within a year I've almost got 50,000 followers pretty good good. and I think that was absolutely insane because I think cMP had just sponsored me, and I think I had 15 K followers. I'd put a TikTok on which took me about five to ten seconds to make of me literally turning around, doing a back flex and turning back around, and it was like this popular to like sound at the time, and it just absolutely hit to the point where I'd gained like a lot of followers out of that, like it got to i want to say it got to thirty forty thousand within twenty four hours. <laughs> It was awesome. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, it's hit me. Like, what's going on? Especially refreshing that yeah. thousands and thousands of more people were liking it after each minute. That's it mean. was it was weird. I'm surprised hey. my phone didn't like black out.
0: you fair, my <laughs> iPhone 5s right now would have definitely blacked
1: yeah.
0: out. Oh my god. It does in, in terms of like the CMP like like athlete like working, I guess it's standard thing that people could see is like right. You return of product, you get posted like number times a month, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, because I think what I want to kind of delve into a little bit which might be quite interesting is okay. I personally feel like a lot of people go in wanting a sponsorship without actually thinking about like the sort of brand they want to go with, yeah, um, and all that sort of stuff. And for me, yeah, I've watched you no, being around I for like ages. Agree with
1: you. Yeah, yeah. The amount of people that turned around to me and was like how did you get sponsored? And I just turned around and was like, I've just done TikTok. Like, I've done TikTok and they just liked my TikToks. But I, this is going to sound really bad, but I think so many people go into bodybuilding with the wrong impression. Mm. Like, I think that some people just do a show and think, oh, I'm going to get sponsored by everything. (laughs) Like, it was a goal for me, but I, like, when CMP approached me, I was absolutely shocked. Like, I didn't know where to, like, I was speechless. And I think, people i don't i don't think people post enough you've got to sell yourself and i don't think the people that are in it for the wrong reasons sell themselves enough and they pick ideas from loads of different other people but it doesn't make them themselves if that yeah. makes sense yeah it's
0: like that expectation it's kind of like the expectations versus reality it's like you're portraying a certain view or whatever a way of being and that yeah. kind of creates a level of expectation when actually all you're going to do is just, like, let yourself down and let the other person down as well. Because, like, when they actually feel like, actually, that's not this. Like, this is the expectation you set. And this is actually, like, what happened. <laughs> it's just like, no. Yeah. I, I, for me, I take ages taking athletes on now. Like, painfully yeah. slow. Everyone always says to me, oh, jazz, you're so fucking slow. Like, you just take so bloody <laughs> long. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, you, you only see, like, one side of... The coin with yeah. social media and like doing events and like taking things slow. I always think it's the best way to do it because then you can make sure that they're happy and that you're happy. Like CMP spoke to me last, I want to say actually August. <laughs> it might have been August as well. Okay. And like, that's no, no, I lied to you, September. Yes, yeah, September. And like it's been slow, but like they've been relaxed, they've been chilled about it. And I think they're the sort of people that you kind of want. To work with the ones that are not yeah. gonna like force it or like, like there's anything.
1: literally no pressure with them at all. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think it's people do look at the big people and that. Like, I know Kerry Sexton's got a lot of followers, and I've seen people like do a few posts that are very similar to hers. I mean, which is great. I love the motivation, but you just turn it into a Kerry, for example. Like, what about yourself? You yeah. need to promote yourself. And that's the reason why people then get disappointed, why they don't get sponsors or like any kind of like influencer personality about them because they're just copying someone else and Mm. we follow the person who was original with that at the start follow like a b-tech version i'm not saying that they've got less value or anything but like we're not going to follow someone that's literally copying it's like when someone copies homework it's it's like that Tech dying that sounds so harsh (laughs) but i'm just just being honest like oh b-tech oh i love it
0: it's so like,
1: I just try to make my content as original as possible. Yeah.
0: But no B-tech is fine. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I B-tech,
0: is fine. I was, <laughs> was going to say with Kerry, like it's um, it's interesting you mentioned about like her and her social media and the way she does things. Because I remember there was a time where she was always on me being like, Jazz, why are you editing photos? Why are you editing photos? And people generally think that like, she edits hers. She doesn't. Yeah. Like, she doesn't nah. edit anything. And even when I do the tiniest bit, she's like, Jasmine. I'm like, oh, shut up, go away. <laughs> um, and even with, like, captions, I'm like, Kevin, how the fuck do you come up with these captions, man? I'm just, I'm like a one-liner. I rarely yeah. do a paragraph because I just can't, I just can't get, I can't really think about what I want to say first. Secondly, I'm dyslexic, which so is a nightmare. And it probably won't make sense <laughs> oh, anyway. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to do this one-liner or just do this emoji. Whereas, like, Kerry, every single time, like, She'll just come up
1: with stuff and she'll just be like typing. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I'll write in the caption. And it just, I think like, it's something. because that, like, sometimes I put a lot of passion into what I put in. And I think she does that a, a lot, especially recently when she's obviously been injured and not been able to train and stuff like that. Like, she's been really honest about her journey which I think people do need to hear because obviously she's had a couple of steps back and I, everyone has their couple of steps back. So I think it's really good that she's like put it out there because obviously she competed like back to back for ages. Yeah. I, said to and like, I think I'd be dead. <laughs> I got <laughs> to my last year and I was like, I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's funny. Like you have to say no, you have to tell Kerry it's enough. She won't tell you it's enough. It's like Kerry, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, enough yeah. now. She's like, no,
1: no, it's not. I'm like, oh my no, God. No, no, it's one more. Like you think once you get lean and like you've done one show you get the show like hype and then you're like oh I'll do another like you think yeah. you're invincible
0: yeah <laughs> that's very true but like, it was interesting with Kerry's like experience as well because I know there was a couple of people that were saying oh like she just like she's just uh, like a Debbie Downer I'm like no she's being fucking honest because like yeah. a lot of people are actually going through these difficult things but won't actually admit when it's hard, and people aren't used to seeing that on social media, they're not used to someone saying, "Yeah, like I'm going through a rough time." And usually, when those certain like periods are happening in your life, like I think you can probably agree with me on this. Like, it doesn't just happen for one day. Like, it will probably happen for like a good. It might happen for a month, two months, three yeah. months, four, six months, and it's like not many people want to hear. Like, they won't want to hear for like one day. Okay, hey, had enough now. Yeah, but this is a reality. Like, some people can go through massive like dips. mental mental health for six months only mention it once when actually it's it's happening more than once it's been happening for how long of a a time so yeah it's been cool with Kerry like she's working with Rob Lattie now which is quite good and I've worked with him in the past so like it's cool even I spoke to her on the phone a few days ago and she sounds different do you know what I mean like she really does sound like I'm like you sound different Kerry you sound like you're like you can tell her head's like really driven on Olympia now so so, yeah, it's cool. I'm gonna to say to her, like, uh, I've been talking about you. Uh, <laughs> she'd be like, What? What why? Flaggrown like, we'll
1: it, it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Harley, take it out, take it out. But yeah, right. I want to switch back. I'm literally looking at my notes going, like, what have I covered? What haven't I? Right, figure. You've switched to figure. I feel like I'm seen a lot of girls switching to toned figure. So talk to us about that. Do you feel like you should have done figure straight away? With um, so
1: girl? I think with me, it was I was definitely doing bikini to start off with. And then I just prefer the poses so much. Like When I was in between PCA and PCA British final, I was doing, I was practicing figure poses in the mirror whilst I was lean. Like, Uh. I just love how strong it looks. Obviously with bikini, like you look strong and it's with all the sass and stuff, but the figure, I don't know. It's just something else for me. And I think the whole routine that you do as well, I definitely want to do that. Like that's where I want to be. Like doing like a dance and a few gymnastic skills in it.
0: See, yeah, that I just now you say that I'm like, yeah, gymnast, duh. Like, oh my yeah.
1: god,
0: <laughs> makes total sense. Makes total sense. So, what sort of things training wise have like changed at all? I'm guessing it's changed quite
1: a bit now. You're moving up. So when I finished prep, I also changed coaches. Mm. So. Training has been different, very different to what I was used to. Mm. So my training split has changed, and there's a lot more volume and different types of sets and reps. It's never just the top set and the back off set. It's now like muscle rounds, rest pauses, cluster sets, widow makers for uh, pivot squats. Not not the one, but yeah. Since these past eleven weeks, I think I've only gained like five kilograms max. But, like, the growth that I've gained, especially like lower limbs, like legs and stuff, mm. has been absolutely insane. Like, and I'm really grateful that i got Louis as a coach, to be fair. Like, he's done a lot for me. That's good. Since off season. Louis, who, by the way? What's the Louis thing? Fulton.
0: Why oh, don't I recognize that
1: name? He's a open bodybuilder, but he's been on off season for a while. He normally wears like a little headband. Oh, yes. How, like, isn't that funny that I know him by his headband? <laughs> I
0: mean, How weird is he that? Just,
1: I've never seen him not wear one. And when we do like, checking calls and it's like face time he's always got the same one on as well but he's just got a load of the same ones
0: yeah okay, i was just about to ask you that do you think he's one of those guys that like just doesn't wash it or he has like five versions no, no 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 because
1: i have I've made a comment before i was like that's the same headband like every single time he's like it's all right that one's in the watch
0: this is my thursday headband
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> got it written on the label <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's brilliant with posing I think if you find certain poses in bikini in the off season just look so much better. Like is there certain poses in figure which look so much better than others or is bikini I more flattering? Front,
1: I think the front relaxed and the back relaxed on off season looks amazing. Mm. Especially I'll tell you who I've um so I'm doing posing sessions with Sanaya and her front relaxed um, on stage compared to now oh my god her growth on her lats is just unreal Crazy, <laughs> like she literally got double the width. it's so
0: insane <laughs> <laughs> have you started looking at like routines or songs or anything like that
1: um yeah i've been looking at a few songs to be fair like people we either go for like the proper serious strong ones i i'm going down that way more or oh. like typical like popular songs like lewis I know my fellow Jack U- used a song from Lewis Capaldi, and loads of people are using. Oh, who is it? I can't remember who it is. She sings. Um... Headbands, no. No, is it Millie? <laughs> I want to say it's Millie. I don't know now. I do not know my songs. <laughs> You're to send it to
0: you have in call
1: <laughs> Say what? I'll find it and I'll be like, it was that one. Like, Damn it! So the retained figure is that is it's more like pca that sort of route is that kind of the goal so i'm looking down pca and then i also i'm wanting to do UKDFBA and wnbf yeah um also in, still including natural federations
0: Cool.
1: That's i just right. i just really the the aim of it is to just really see how much i can push because mm. i've just competed after training for just over a year like yeah, you're bad. what else have i got in the bag that's what i always ask myself what i do think crazy? you've got a lot
0: more than old cogger boots everywhere <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're
0: exciting though so exciting so when would you be looking to compete again
1: um not until 2023 whether that's early 2023 and prepping over christmas in this year or late 2023 I'm not too sure. Obviously, myself and Louis will discuss that when the time's right, but I can imagine it'll be later in the year when there's more shows in the season. Sounds good, Mum. I feel like
0: January is nearly done anyway. Like what? We recorded this on the 20th? <laughs> and, like,
1: three really? weeks have got, You know what, though? These three weeks have gone by, but they've gone by so quick. And to be fair, a lot has happened in these past three weeks for me. And it's not really bodybuilding related. It's more work related. But like even this opportunity i think it's incredible and i did a podcast um sunday and that was the first podcast i've ever done and i was oh. like i was like people want to hear from me i think it's so oh. sweet <laughs> right isn't
0: podcast not as scary as what people think
1: no i honestly, it's so relaxed i think everyone feels like there's such a strict routine to what we have to do and it's literally it's just a conversation
0: yeah like, that's why I never plan a podcast at all. Like, I literally have bullet points. <laughs> I have, <laughs> how many did I have today? One, two, three, four, five bullet po- points. That's all I had. Um, how many have we gone through? Actually, I took away one because we weren't going down my route, but then I okay. added Carrie Sexton. So we've, we're on the route, we're on route,
1: it's all good. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I've just looked at the calendar, and can I just say that it was four weeks ago that it was Christmas
1: oh my god four Four weeks
0: yeah I'm just gonna leave that there there. (laughs) (laughs) oh too funny too funny
1: so you've literally just
0: mentioned about a lot of changes that have been happening recently so that's a really nice way for me I think to end this because I want to talk about how you've made bodybuilding a bigger part of your career but before we start as what's going on now what was your
1: career before you got into competing And What, so like work-wise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so work-wise, I've done a lot in the past. So when I was like from 14 to 19, I was a gymnastics coach. I did a degree in sports rehab, introduced my sports massage business, and that's what's developed recently, but I'll leave that for the little finale. (laughs) And then since then, I've worked at Derby County, being a first aider on pitch side for academy teams. Been at Mansfield Town as a sports therapist once I graduated. I currently work at Clifford's as a spa therapist for income purposes because bodybuilding made me poor. (laughs) And then I also do some sports massage in a CrossFit gym in my local area every Monday, which is really nice to be fair. They're really nice there. But I've gone from working in a hair salon in my own little room as a sports massage therapist and I start working at Physique Evolution on Saturday. Yeah, that's wicked. Which I'm really excited for because, like, I would love to work in a gym, but there's just something about that gym that's just, it's just unreal. Yeah. Like, have you ever been? I
0: haven't, but I have heard very good things. Sorry if you can hear my dog. It's just decided to put its face right in front of the camera. <laughs> oh, bless. Are you mean a piggy? Yes. Yeah, I haven't been, but I have heard very good things about that gym
1: it's just unreal like the atmosphere the lighting's really good as well if you want a really good picture after like a a, like a post-workout pump that's the one to go to always good always good yeah always good
0: is the plan long term for you to pursue more things in bodybuilding career-wise is that kind of where you're going
1: obviously the obviously the thought of online coaching has definitely come up because all my jobs have been related to the one thing of helping people like gymnastics coaching you're helping people get better at the sport football I was helping people recover from injuries and helping people if they got injured on the pitch And massage you're helping people live without pain basically without any niggles or injuries that are gonna stop them from training is there anything that's kind of
0: helped you especially with your own perhaps being a bodybuilder yourself like I think some would I feel like they're either pro sports massage or they're like anti sports massage. I feel like there's two camps, and that's it.
1: So I I like sports massage. It helps me. It doesn't help everyone, which I can understand. My favorite treatment is probably cupping, as in like I like treating people with it, and I would like that treatment as well. Oh, I've Never <laughs> done it. It looks really scary at first, but honestly, it's fine. <laughs> is it painful? <laughs> No, I'd say it's less painful than a deep tissue massage. Okay.
0: Okay. I can deal with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, so majority, well, majority of therapists should do it this way, where you should perform a deep tissue massage first and then the cup in. Okay. So then you've already got a lot of blood flow. The muscles are nice and warm. So then when you do use the suction cups, it won't really, like it won't bring any tension. And like, because it constricts you quite a bit at first, but obviously if you're quite relaxed, then you, you should be fine. But if not, then it's... I've tried it without actually warming up the muscles beforehand and I regretted it instantly.
0: Because <laughs> that's what I find like difficult sometimes with sports massage. I, I think for me, I have to... Some places around here only do like half an hour. I'm like, no, like I need at least 45 or, or an hour because it is that whole like warming up the muscles. I feel like they spend like, the first half warming up the muscle than then actually working into it. But yeah. I'm just like, oh, definitely. like, do you know what I mean? I feel like for me, it has to be at least an hour or it just, I don't feel like it does much.
1: I was going to say, all right, so I offer half an hour, 45 minutes and an hour. It just depends on what the person's wanting and what they prefer. So like if Ooh. I'm just like massaging a quad, a quad, like they they just need half an hour. They don't need a full hour on the quad. Even a bodybuilder, even a bodybuilder. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on one quad, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I just have this one quad massage, thanks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like oh. I've had girls that are my size in, but then I've had like six foot, one hundred and ten kilogram bodybuilders in my clinic. Oh
0: my like.
1: It varies. And to be fair, this is this is really bad, but it's mostly the men that actually can't take the pressure. They can't have never really take the funny. pressure. Like their pain threshold is so much higher than girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they can never take the pressure in anything, whether it's sports massage, <laughs> bodybuilding shows, posing routine. Um, nah, can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. I love that. So the last question is... What makes you not just a figure, girl? I usually say bikini girl, but, you know, we've got to change it to suit the times. So this has to be something which isn't particularly related to bodybuilding, but someone might not know about you.
1: Mm Oh, apart from all my work stuff and bodybuilding. (laughs) (laughs) In lockdown 2020, I did a lot of painting nice I, I was pretty impressed with my painting that I did that's pretty I cool do like little landscapes and stuff they were quite cute
0: what sort of paint do you use
1: Um, I do acrylics
0: yeah easy to work with isn't it
1: yeah
0: you try to use oils it just takes fucking three weeks to dry and you're like yeah, yeah. I can remember
1: doing it at art. I failed art GCSE funny enough but yeah I think if they looked at my art now they'd be like okay we regret that choice a little bit but <laughs> <'Cause> I <laughs> think And I'll send this to you. I did a beautiful like purple kind of landscape and it was like so nice. And I was like, I'd just done that in an hour. I love this Yeah, I failed my artwork. I think it, I don't know. I think I was just in in my feelings for that painting and I just wasn't at school. (laughs) I love,
0: I honestly, like, I would love to see all artwork because I feel like everyone's style is completely <laughs> I'll different. send it. Yes, on it, on it, on it. Also, GCSE. I got, I did all right, but I generally feel like I did okay because, you know, I was that person that just wrote loads of essays and, like, analytical work around yeah. the artwork. Now, I could have drawn, like, a pencil. Or, no, I could have just done, like, an installation art piece, put a pencil in, like, a box and gone, yes, that's my art. And because of all the shit I was writing about, like, theory and whatever like I just completely blagged it because there were some people in my class that were really fucking talented like they could read like they could draw something perfectly and I couldn't draw anything so I was like um I'm just going to be the weird and wonderful one that does all this abstract stuff so um yeah I feel you some people that are actually the proper artists don't get their recognition yeah because they do
1: so much art they don't write a lot and then it's like well you've not put a reasoning or an explanation to this artwork so it doesn't count that's
0: Just how fun. they do it at school. Oh, Honestly, thank you so much for coming on, babe. I hope you've enjoyed your second rodeo of the podcast. Life. I've
1: absolutely loved it. I might start doing my own, to be fair. I think it'd be great. Why not? Do it. I know. What would you call it? I know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to call it, to be fair, because there's that many bodybuilding podcasts now where everyone's literally taken every like go-to title but we'll keep
0: brainstorming, but I'll stop the recording. But thank you so much for listening, guys. And do make sure you follow along with her journey into figure for 2023. Cause I'm super, super excited to see that. And yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.